Have you ever had to communicate unpleasant news? In Genesis 40, among other things, we learn of the importance of believers being courageous enough to share messages of judgment as well as blessing. For the Lord is our defense, yes, you defend us. For the Lord is our defense, yes, you defend us. For the Lord is our defense, yes, you defend us. For the Lord is our defense, yes, you defend us. As we learned in the previous chapter, Joseph is now imprisoned. And while there, two men end up joining him, the butler and the baker of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now we're told that they had offended their lord and made him mad. While we're not given specifics, given their job titles, one being in charge of beverages, the other in charge of food, it would seem that Pharaoh at least was suspicious that there may have been some plot to poison him. As a result, these two men are suspects and so they're thrown in prison until more information comes to light. And the captain of the guard, perhaps still Potiphar, puts Joseph in charge to take care of these two important civil servants. In verses 5 through 8, we learn that the butler and the baker spend sufficient time in the prison for Joseph to become familiar with their behaviour and character. And so one day he sees that they're sad and makes inquiry concerning how they're feeling and, and what's bothering them. As it turns out, both of them had a disturbing dream on the very same night. Now, up to this point in Genesis, we've seen that God does at times communicate to men, at least at this time, uh, through dreams. And we've seen him communicate to Abraham, to Abimelech, to Laban, to Jacob, and of course to Joseph as well. In verses 9 through 15, we learn that the butler, perhaps aided by having a clear conscience, is the first to reveal his name to Joseph. Upon hearing the details of the dream, Joseph is able to explain that within three days, this man would be restored to his position. And knowing that, he takes advantage to encourage the man to remember him and to advocate for his release, should he have the opportunity. In verses 16 through 19, perhaps encouraged by the positive interpretation and seeing also the similarities between the dreams, the baker steps forward and reveals his dream to Joseph also. However, the interpretation is entirely different, and he is to learn that in three days he will be hanged, and his body will be eaten by scavenging birds. And so from verses 20 through 23, everything comes as Joseph had said. Three days pass, it's the birthday of Pharaoh, the men are brought out of the prison, one to be restored to his position, the other to be hanged, and of course, the butler who was meant to advocate for Joseph amidst perhaps all the celebrations forgets about him completely. And so we come to application. 1. Believers should be encouraged to pray to God to move in the lives of the ungodly. In this portion, we see two men with dreams. They don't know God, but God by his providence moves upon them and creates an impression that they would never forget. By this, Christian, we are reminded that God has access to men in ways that no one else does. Remember that, and when the circumstances require, pray to God to intervene in the lives of others. 2. Believers in authority are somewhat responsible to discern the condition of those under their care. Joseph shows attentiveness. As the two servants of Pharaoh are sad, he recognizes that and pays attention to it and acts upon it. In a similar fashion, our Lord Jesus Christ showed something similar. Joseph was in prison, he was going through his own hardship, and our Lord Jesus, as he's making his way to the cross, 
also seemed to have his heart toward his disciples even more than his own concerns. He speaks to them, seeing the anxiety in their hearts, and says, Let not your heart be troubled. Like Joseph, and obviously our Lord Jesus Christ, we are not to be blind to the suffering of those around us, so caught up even in our own difficulties. May we pray today that God will enlarge our hearts. 3. Prisons do not just contain criminals. Joseph was wrongfully imprisoned, and it would appear the butler also was wrongfully imprisoned. Unjust imprisonments are found throughout the Bible. In addition, in the Old Testament you have a man like Jeremiah. In the New Testament you have men like John the Baptist, you have Peter, you have Paul, and of course you could include even our Lord Jesus Christ. In addition, in Matthew 25 our Lord Jesus Christ teaches in such a way so as we should expect there to be believers in prison. And so when we go to visit them, we are indeed serving our Lord Jesus. As the West becomes more militant against the truth, you can expect more Christians are going to be imprisoned. And at such times, some professors of religion are going to be exposed for not having the heart of Christ because they lack compassion toward those that are thrown in jail. 4. Joseph's ministry typifies Christ as our prophet. In particular, we see here how he is prepared to deliver both a message of blessing and encouragement as well as a message of judgment and warning. In the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, you can see the same clear distinction. And yet, many preachers today will avoid any language of judgment, and certainly they will not bring it heavily or bring its cutting edge to their congregations. If you do have a pastor who's honest enough to bring the whole counsel of God and to put before you both the blessings of the gospel as well as the judgments for rejecting the gospel, praise God for him, even thank God for him today. And finally, man's forgetfulness is not an excuse for faithless frustration. Joseph obviously desired that the butler would go and advocate for him and even perhaps find a way to bring about his release. But day after day passed, there's no communication and no explanation. While we do not excuse the butler's forgetfulness, we must see God's sovereign hand in this. Had Joseph been released at that time, he would have went straight back to his father's house to live with Jacob, and in doing so would have jeopardized even the survival of his own family when the famine would eventually come. In a similar fashion, we don't excuse those who called out for the death of the Son of God while at the same time we recognize the sovereign hand of God in those details. The Lord Jesus was delivered for our offenses, and he laid down his life that we might be saved. So while we may be frustrated as we suffer perhaps under the sins or the shortcomings of others, at the same time we must recognize God is sovereign, and he is faithful to all of his children. In Isaiah 49 we have a wonderful text that puts the question, Can a woman forget her sucking child? It goes on to say, Yea, they may forget, yet will not I forget thee. Dear child of God, if today finds you annoyed at what's going on in your life, angry because of what someone said or did, act not in frustration, but in faith. And trust God because he is sovereign through all of this and he is making no mistake. Yeah.